I can. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to see me. Um, That's the okay. Fact that um, I'm not very good looking. No, um, <laughs> you can't see me because my camera is uh, being used for the the Twitch show. Okay. But uh, That's fine. So and there's a, there are a few people in chat already, so they'll let us know how the audio levels are and uh, whatnot. Um, first of all, thanks for joining us tonight. Of course. Um, it's uh, an award-winning journalist here. Oh, stop. stop. <laughs> right? I mean, phenomenal stuff. Audio, yeah. Audio is good. Performance of my check. Check testing one, two. Check testing one, two. How's that sounding? Good? Sounds, it sounds, they're saying it sounds good in chat. It's live in my headphones. Um, cool. So since I'm at a bar, I have to run around the bar for one second. But That's um, fine. Just, Pour yourself a drink. Yeah, I don't worry. I have, Cheers. I've, I've, uh, oh sweet, you're having one too. Cheers to you. Um, mm -hmm. I have three daughters, and Mazel Tov. Yeah, Mazel Tov. I need, I need to have this bar down here. Right? <laughs> Just give me one second. Yeah. I'm running around. One of these days, I'll figure everything out. One of these days, I'll just figure everything out. You know? So how are you feeling, Joe? You've had the, the flu. God, it's the worst. I, I got this horrible cough that won't go away. But other than that, I think I'm I'm back. Uh, but it's been just like the week. Of, I've never been more sick in my life than this week. When we were uh, setting up this interview, I told you, man, I had it, too, on my birthday week, uh, the week before Christmas. And I was wiped out. And um, my family threw me a surprise birthday party. Didn't even know about it. I was so out of it. Aww. It was, uh, it, 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 like, my kids were, like, cleaning things around the house. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, what the hell is going on? And it didn't occur to me until after that they were planning something. But I was just um, extremely sick. Mm. But um, so, so I appreciate the fact that you're here. You have a cough. And, uh, you know, you're, you're coming down from the flu. I know, but uh, we'll, we'll make it through. I will persevere. Hold on, I gotta get some. My oh, yeah. cat's eating tape. Oh, oh, what so are you doing, Ron? Come here. That, 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 that. Uh, no. It's, it's, these, these are what makes this show great right here. You should just bring the cat on. I don't know how she got tape, but there you go. What type of tape? Like scotch tape? Like, yeah, like scotch tape. I don't know. That's weird. You're a big cat lover, right? Big cat owner? I, I do, yes. I'm a. Uh, a proficient cat dad. I've got three. Oh, do you? I have. Um, we have three ourselves. Two are really old, like 15 years old. Oh wow. And yeah, really old. And then one that we have is I, we don't really know how old yet. We rescued it. We went away on vacation, and we were we found this cat in the parking lot where we were on vacation, and. Uh, you know, my girls are, are 10 and, and 7 and 3. And oh, wow. I couldn't leave that cat in the parking lot. No, no. So I came home. I brought the cat home. So I have three cats in my house. The two older ones are fine. The really older one is, is pissed off because I brought a new cat in the house. Right. And it's just like, what am I going to do, you know? <laughs> have three cats. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, <laughs> and now, and, and so where we live... 
there's this cat that keeps coming to our back deck, and it's just like staring at the back deck window, looking at the other cats in the house, just looking. My daughters are like, let's let it in, let's feed it. It's it's homeless. I'm like, look at that cat. That cat's fat and furry. It's living with someone. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, it's just sitting on the back deck. I know that cat's going to end up in my house. I know it. Yeah, but, you know, they could just hang out there. I mean, I've got plenty of outdoor cats that we feed. There's a little cat colony at the where I live at, and they all come to my porch, and we give them little treats, and the leftover stuff, you know, becomes food for possums and raccoons, but it's a whole menagerie. It's like Noah's Ark out here now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but we joked around early on about you being an award-winning journalist. Now, you're, you're, we'll get to the wrestling aspect soon and you're not just a cat dad but mm -hmm. when i was doing a little bit of research on you you you're like a news guy like you're a legit news guy like that's your that's right like that is your mm -hmm. background i would say like that explains the scotch right scotch, yeah. scotch scotch here it goes down down into my belly that is that's how you uh cure the flu is what i heard as well it, it, it it's helping right now I, I do i feel significantly better i don't know why uh, Tamiflu and Scotch. Who knew that? That's the right cocktail. That's what they told um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I've been a professional journalist for almost a decade now. Uh, I got a degree in broadcast journalism from uh, California State University Northridge in Los Angeles, and um, it was kind of by accident. I was actually going to school to, in a, to get a degree in screenwriting, and the program that they had at, at CSUN was uh, very. Uh, intensive and uh i was also working full-time so i had to just switch majors in order to try to graduate and uh so then uh i just switched it to journalism because it was in the same building and i uh i was wrestling at the time so i had a really goofy demo reel where i took a big death valley driver right off the top of it from Brawlin bo cooper uh and it just so happened that there was a consultant that reached out to the some of the professors at cal state northridge and he said that he was working with this uh, station in Toledo, Ohio, that was looking for a funny, out-of-the-box out uh, reporter to go do goofy remotes in the morning. And so I just kind of sent him my demo reel, and that was my first gig. So uh, it just kind of happenstance worked out. Like, I made this demo reel, like, as a joke. Like, I never thought I would actually get a job somewhere. And then I was one of the first people. I, I had the job before I graduated, and, like, I'd pack up afterwards and take off and go. So it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, a journalist question here, or actually a reporter sure. question. I guess it could sure. be wrestling as well. Did you get a lot of hecklers? As a journalist? Yeah, did you get, like, you know... I've had it. The, I've had my share. The, how, like, did you get anyone from the Stern Show come by, say, Baba Booey? I, I have had that. I've had I've had worse than that. Um, I, one of the things, you know, NWA Power's been a good job of, of I think, burying this when yeah. you Google my name now. Oh, but... we, can, we can keep it buried. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. Uh, it's it's my, my, my greatest moment in all of television. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You may remember a few years ago the big thing that people were yelling at reporters instead of Baba Booey. They had upgraded it to uh, F her and the P. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it was Very black. intelligent stuff. Yeah, really good stuff, you know. You know, Baba Booey's fine. Howard Stern's penis, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, F her and the P. Especially I felt really bad for a lot of my uh, 
female coworkers and stuff that I had to deal with all that stuff. Cause it's like, come on, dude. Like why you've got some, especially in these small markets, these women, they're not making anything. Sometimes they're working by themselves and it's a dangerous situation enough as it is. And you got to go and try to pull that kind of crap and it sucks. But anyway, so I'm working and it is, um, black Friday and I'm at the, um, mall in Palm Desert, California. It's just a generic, hey, we're here. It's Black Friday. People are shopping, blah, blah, blah story. And a kid runs up and screams, F her in the P in the microphone. And my response was, that's what I did to your mother last night, buddy. Uh, It did. Well, he was running away at that time already. And as soon as it left my mouth, I thought, well, there goes my job. I just lost my job. But uh, actually, it, it they didn't fire me, and it got a, an enormous amount of viral success. It got picked up on like World Star Hip Hop and nice. and a bunch of other news out agencies. The ne- next week, wanted to uh, interview me about it because all these reporters and all these major markets were having this problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a plague, and so I was the only one that came up with a retort like that because usually people just they'll either say nothing or the knee jerk is immediately apologize for the language. And uh, I did it after after the package ran. Yeah. Um, but it, it is what it is. And uh, but I think what was great at, about that is I, I get a I got a, a pretty good social media following after that of just people like at that. I got like a Twitter, a thousand Twitter followers in a week or something like that. And um, and uh, it got played on, you know, a bunch of late night shows and stuff like that. And it, uh, Shaquille O'Neal has a podcast, a big podcast with Shaq. And they played it on his show, and someone told me about it. So the next show I called in, and so Shaquille O'Neal interviews me. And, you know, at the time, I'm like a you know, 20-year-old kid who grew up with three Pete Lakers. And here I am getting interviewed by Shaq. And then a few months later, they did their – or probably just a couple weeks later because it was the end-of-the-year awards for Shaq's show. And I won the award as Shaquille O'Neal's Person of the Year for 2015 i think it is so forget miami forget edward r Murrow's, forget spj i'm shaquille o'neal's person of the year i don't think i i unless i beat nick aldis i'll never have a better title well that's uh, if nick aldis gets in the ring with you i mean that's true he might be afraid i think though (laughs) he could be i think that retort though shows a lot of who you are as a person and in even how you are now on nwa power which we'll get to because it, it showed uh improvisation it, it was witty i mean mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was a great comeback right. it was just right off the you didn't even right. think twice um that's what i took from it but uh well yeah and i think that's what a lot of people took from it too and i'm i'm thankful that you know i've, I've got some decent improv skills and i feel like I, I never took an improv class but i did a lot of theater and and a lot of the, my close friends a lot of what we were doing i came to learn afterwards like throughout high school was basically just improv exercises uh as we were just hanging around screwing around and so it's it's just something that's been a part of what I've been able to do, and it's just a good part of the arsenal that's good to come out. And I honestly, it probably has gotten me to a lot of good places, especially like right here on uh, NWA Power. That's right, 605. 605 Tuesdays on YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe, that's the best way to do it. Subscribe, subscribe to everything. You subscribe to the YouTube channel and make sure you, the little bell goes off to remind you. Uh, our newsletter is fantastic, and it's very simple. We do not 
send a bunch of stuff your way. You'll probably get you know one email every two weeks. Yep, I signed but up. I've you'll get the, like, mm-hmm. like one, maybe two emails. I think so far. Yeah. So we don't we don't bury you in a whole bunch of stuff with like ads and coupon codes or anything like that. We just tell you this is what's happening, and you're the first to know. And you're able to either buy something ahead of time for a reduced price, or we're just keeping people in the know with it. So. Uh, I tell everybody it's free, it's easy, and it's not something that you're going to need to worry about us, you know, filling up your inbox. Nope, you just go right to nationally, nationalwrestlingalliance.com, right? Right at the bottom? That's right. right. That's where you can go there, and you can always get all kinds of good swag, too, for your folks that are watching. Yeah. So I got the got the hat on. I, boy, well, as soon as I put this hat on, I lose, like, five years, I feel like. <laughs> I, <turn. laughs> I look you like a little like, kid. Uh, you look like Tom Hanks' like, kid. I think, cause, yeah, because the, bill, the bill's not, you know, it's still flat, and I just look like a little kid who well, just, you know, the got kids, this the kids wear it flat. That's, oh, maybe I need to wear it like this, yeah, then, to the side. It's funny. Like it's like we're a walking ad tonight, because my I just ordered the hoodie on Monday. And I oh, the hoodie's fantastic. I know, the zip-up. And I know, the, like, the zip-up, the thin one. Oh, the zip-up one, too. I like that, too. The thin one's actually really nice. It's great if you want to do, like, a jog outside and it's a little nippy out. Yeah. It's fun. I got home. It was in the mail. I was like, this is perfect. It's, it's really nice. All, all of our swag's real great, uh, you know, and and it, it, it is a good gauge as to uh, who really are the, the super um, – uh, who, who's really drawn the crowd because right. boy we cannot hold on to those karate t-shirts those question mark t-shirts fly off the shelves and mama storm too i think right now those other than anything that's just kind of a generic yeah, yeah. nwa brand i get for character specific stuff those are our, our big sellers and it, it just shows how big of a mass appeal they have as faces exactly now let's okay so let's jump into the wrestling now something you said earlier that i didn't even know and i don't know how i didn't know this you said you were working. You were working as a wrestler. Yeah, um, it's something I don't really advertise a right. lot uh, because I feel like it. It doesn't help with the storyline. No. Uh, with a lot of stuff, you want to have a play by play, straight down the line guy, and I want Stu to be that color guy with the experience. Yeah. And obviously, you know the. 200 matches I have under my belt doesn't even come close to what he's had in a career, so it doesn't really equate well to talk about it. But I was one of those crappy indie wrestlers that, you know, Jim Cornette would make fun of. Yeah. I guarantee you, if you saw me wrestling when I was 21 years old, he would have hated my character. I was basically just a a worse version of Joey Ryan's gimmick as like an underwear model. I had no muscle definition. Oh no, I had no muscle definition. It was all shtick and gimmick. It was all gaga shit. And, um, I, I, it was fine and it's memorable. And the folks that, you know, when I travel back to, you know, Hollywood and whatnot, and I run into people at like, let's say championship wrestling from Hollywood that may have gone to some of these shows that I did at, you know, bars in Chatsworth, California or Van Nuys or the city of industry and all these little pockets of wrestling all around the LA area. Uh, they remember the character because it was so over the top and gross and very sexual. And uh, But, uh, yeah, so I started uh, while I was in college at Cal State Northridge. Uh, my good friend Brandon Taylor, who uh, wrestles as Robert Baines uh, and is currently a member of the office at the New Japan L.A. Dojo. Oh, he got a he found an ad in the paper so it's really dating myself right there he found an ad in the paper uh and uh it was a two-for-one coupon for a wrestling school and he's like you want to go and i was like it's free why not and i had 
I was never athletic at all. I mean, I was I didn't do any high school sports or anything like that. I was all theater, tech, you know, school newspaper nerd sort of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I, w- I went there and I was immediately hooked. You know, I was a fan. I obviously, say, you, you must know, have been a fan of wrestling. Oh yeah, I was a fan. I wasn't a fan. Not as I wasn't as dedicated as fan as as some as my friends uh, Brandon and Mark. And Mark now he works in the operations department for uh, for NXT and does a lot of the backstage shoots and a lot of that sort of stuff with them. Uh, but you know, I went to there and uh, I just kind of fell in love with that the art form of professional wrestling. And I started training with uh, Ryan Katz, who now is uh, Mark's boss over at NXT. Uh, another one of our trainers was uh, Jesus Rodriguez, uh, who you would probably know better as Ricardo Rodriguez, yeah. Alberto you know, Del Rio's guy. And um, Rolando Cooper, Dan Magnus, and then we had a bunch of other guys who kind of came through, Disco Machine and a bunch of other guys. We, we did a lot of stuff with the Santinos Brothers, which is a very popular professional wrestling school out of Bell Gardens. We kind of had a feud with them that was kind of fun, and we even did shows where it was like school versus school. And it was sort of like a, it was sort of a very karate kid because we had like, you know, the really – we were part of this very large gym that was a powerlifting gym. And we had all the scare footage, so we were, we were like, you know, the rich kids with all the other stuff, and they were coming from, you know, the mechanic shop that also just happened to have a wrestling ring in it. And so, uh, but it was, it was fun. Those are good times. And, you know, I did it a little bit while I was also getting my foot into the broadcast world. And I was working as a reporter out of Ohio and Pennsylvania. And I did some wrestling over there, but very limited, probably less than 20 matches or something, you know, and all little tiny flea market stuff that, you know, nobody, nobody probably remembers me from doing that sort of stuff. I don't have, I can't even find any video of it from back there. And honestly, I probably don't want to see it because it's probably not very but yeah, so I was a worker for that amount of time, and what changed is I went and I got a job as a reporter at uh, KESQ, which is the ABC station in Palm Springs, and so I came back to Southern California, and my friend Brandon Taylor again, who was the Hollywood Heritage Champion at the time, uh, was working with David Marquez at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Oh, and gorgeous, David yeah yes and um this just happened everything just a lot of my life is just good timing and uh when i came back just happened to be the same time that todd kennelly who was doing commentary for championship wrestling from hollywood he was moving on to go work at impact or maybe it was called tna at the time but whatever so he's gonna go sit next to tony shivani so i'm like oh okay so i went there and i watched the, the first show I watched was the Red Carpet Rumble, which is their version of the Royal Rumble. And um, I did a couple backstage interviews, and TK did the, his last broadcast. And then the, the next taping, I was their main guy. Like and that. so I called just, just like that. And because I think Marquez really liked me from my broadcast background because that's where he comes from. Uh, and he comes from news, and he's in, you know, his Emmys come from that side. And. And I had an Emmy, or actually I didn't at the time. I still hadn't won one at that point. Uh, he was very proud when I did win one because then we got, we took pictures with both of ours together and it was very silly. But uh, uh, so I was there and I sat next to Johnny LaQuasto, or he now as he's known in WWE as John Quasto, and he's doing he did, he did 205 Live. He did an episode of that on commentary. And uh, he does a lot of their uh, house shows 
their NXT house shows. So when you see like, you know, NXT Portsmouth and all these other small little towns on the East Coast, or sometimes they do a West Coast tour, he's the one that's there and he'll uh, call the guys out and warm up the crowd and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I've been so lucky, lucky to be surrounded by so many people who have uh, made it so far in this business. And I mean, I think if you would have told, you know, 12 year old Joe Galley, who's watching, you know, Mankind fight Kane, and you would have just whispered in my ear, you know, as an adult, you're going to be the voice of the National Wrestling Alliance, and all your friends are going to be working for basically all the major yeah. professional wrestling organizations out there. I've been like, what are you talking about? I'm hanging drywall with my dad <laughs> as a teenager, and I'll probably be doing that for the rest of my life. So it, it's, been, it's been a crazy ride. Yeah. Yeah. And play by play for the resurgence of the great NWA. So, yeah, I think actually 12-year-old me would been like, N.W. what? You mean the rap group? Yeah, exactly. The rap group? I'm not going to talk for them. Anyway. So, all right, so I could see where everything was going. You know, you got your broadcast. You have your improv, your stuff. You did a lot of theater. You could see how your character or the way you carry yourself, I guess, now on N.W.A. Power. How... Did uh, how do I want to phrase this? Did uh, is it Billy Corgan or William? I think on uh, we all call him Billy, which is unfortunate, which because there's a lot of Billies, unfortunately. Actually, we probably say Corgan more than anything else yeah. in the back. Uh, I think he likes to go from a professional standpoint in wrestling as William Patrick Corgan, and I think what he's trying to do is separate rock star from businessman. And so that's why when it says, you know, they do the the credits, it's William Patrick Corgan, you know, and funny that you say that because I was getting some songs ready for the intro of the the show. When I started on, I wanted to play uh, Dawkins into the fire. My kids love it, first of all. And then I wanted to play that uh, hard time song because the pay-per-view is coming up on the 24th. Mm -hmm. I wanted to play that. So I I type in hard times by Billy Corgan and it's not there. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And it's nope. It's underneath William Patrick Corgan inspired. Oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, well, huh. that is interesting. But maybe well, he wants to. Uh, who knows? We're talking. He's he's such you know. They're, they're, he is a rock star. I mean, you have to keep in mind. He, he is, is a, rock a rock star. He dresses like one. He acts like one. And I mean, he you know he makes it very clear he's a celebrity, and and uh, sometimes that comes with some eccentricities. And if it means he's going to have a couple different names, he's going to have a couple different names for whatever it is and whatever he, whatever he's feeling like at the time, I guess. So how does he come to you and say, "Hey, Joe, I want you to"? How does that come about? How does he say? Go ahead. Well, you know. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Um. So. The way it worked was if you go all the way back to the 10 Pounds of Gold series, those first episodes with Tim Storm were at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. He was being featured there. And that's where we met. You know, I met Billy Corgan and David Lagana. And it was those first couple of tapings where I called the action. And he actually, I believe he actually wrestled Zicky Dice. That just shows how full circle everything really comes. Um. They pulled me to the side and they said, hey, we're starting this thing. We don't know where it's going, but we want to take it far and we want you to be the voice of the National Wrestling Alliance. And that was, you know, at this point years ago. And I said, OK, sign me up. <laughs> and I was like, all right. 
And so they kind of just kind of kept their word. And, and for a long time, they'd come in and I'd do, you know, my thing in Hollywood. And, you know, Nick Aldis would, you know, win the title and he'd go and he worked at, you know, a dozen other 20 other promotions in 40 days or something like that during his Aldis crusade. Uh, but at the end of the day, they they gave me a call back and they're like, we we want you to be our guy. And um, and I was super flattered, you know, and um it just kind of went from there. And then I think the next show, oh, I'm getting a cameo from my cat. Here, let me introduce everybody to Ron. Here's Ron, everybody. Oh, hey, Ron. Ron is, Ron is actually short for Megatron. Megatron, nice. Yeah, she lives up to that name very much so. Bye, um, Ron. The tape earlier? Yes, it was. She's, she's rambunctious. She's still a kitten. Just She's under a year. She just had her first Christmas. Isn't that right, baby? Oh, there's a little place. All right. So, uh... They said they wanted me to, to be the voice of the National Wrestling Alliance. And, and, you know, at the time, I didn't know really what that was going to mean. If it meant, you know, we were going to do some pay-per-view shows or it was going to be, you know, something that was going to come out of Championship Wrestling Hollywood. Because Championship Wrestling Hollywood, from when it first started, years before I got there, was the National Wrestling Alliance. The NWA logo was all over it. And that's part of, you know, David Marquez's being intertwined with that brand. And... Um, so yeah, and then we did the we did the Crockett Cup, and then we did the 70th anniversary show. All right, strike that, reverse it. We did the 70th anniversary show, then we did the Crockett Cup, and then it's like, well, we're doing power, and you're our guy. And I was like, okay, here we go. And so you're it's on, Joe. it's go. It's like okay, and then you know I just stepped in, and I think that they they like the my voice for some reason, which I don't know. I hate my voice. I don't, it's one of those things. Like I listen I listen to the sound of my voice all the time. You know, because I go and do news stories and I have to hear. Yeah, yeah, I have to. And it's it's like, why would anybody want to hear this voice? I think it's the um, way, not only your voice, but I think it's the way you carry yourself. You probably heard this before. The way you carry yourself. And you're, you seem like a throwback. Um, you're yeah. like straight-laced, but you're very subtle with your responses. It's almost like a verbal slap sometimes. When you were doing those yeah. things with all this, it was like... <laughs> I, and thank you. And I, I work very hard at that. And I think that uh, what they really wanted was, you know, there's so many different guys you can emulate. Yeah. And they're all fantastic. But I think what they really wanted was more of a Gordon Soley. Yeah. And that was the note that, that Dave Marquez gave me earlier on when I first started working at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Because it's like, you know, I grew up, you know, Taz and Jim Ross. And yeah. it's like, you've... You can only be Taz and Jim Ross if you're Taz or Jim Ross. You can't pretend to be that. You can't. It's just that's not how it's going to work. So, but he made it very clear, like, watch tapes of Gordon Soley, which even to be honest at the time, I probably hadn't seen very many, if it, you know, at all. And then you just go on YouTube or you go on the WWE Network, find stuff, and you're like, well, that's what he wants. And so that's what you're going to get. And <laughs> so. Sounds just like him. And then you get, and then you just try to pick up that cadence, and that's, and it, it fits. It fits. We want to have this show out of Georgia, and it, I, it's, and I, I'm happy to be in the position that I'm in. Believe me, I'm ecstatic. I'm super excited for what we have in the future, and it, it's still kind of a dream that I'm, that you know, I get paid to go to Georgia and put together this really cool, very different wrestling show. That's right. I mean, it's, just, I mean, it's just starting. That's the. It's, there's been the 10 pounds of gold, there's been all the build-up, there's been the Crockett Cup, the 70th you know, anniversary, but as far as power's going right now in the pay-per-views that are coming up, it's just starting. Like, yeah. It's 
13 episodes. It's only been 13 episodes. I know. You know, it's, uh, it's crazy. The, you know? It's the passion, and it's so refreshing. It's just, that's what I, that I've grown to love about it, is how refreshing it is. You know, I, and I think that that's a lot of people's sentiment with it, and I'm really glad that we were able to deliver something in the market that a lot of people haven't seen or, or miss seeing. And there's so much good wrestling out there. And I'm a big fan of 99.9% of it. Even a lot of this weird, wacky stuff out there that, you know, we're never going to do. But I'll give you an example. Brian Kendrick's promotion, Wrestling Pro Wrestling, that, you know, they do shows out of Burbank. It's on Twitch. You know, they'll have Bigfoot versus the Loch Ness Monster in (laughs) giant paper mache outfits. And they're fantastic because they're so wacky and it's so out of there and so it's yeah and you can enjoy that and you can also enjoy uh, wrestle kingdom that's right and see the best wrestling that you're ever going to see and guys hitting and just knocking each other senseless and then you could you can really appreciate and then you can watch you know the royal rumble and wrestlemania and all the great stuff that's happening out of nxt i think nxt is probably one of my favorite parts of wwe right now and i would much rather watch a, a, a takeover than the whatever pay-per-view comes after the takeover right now and so there's this great world of wrestling out there and to f- the fact that we got this specific niche that this is so different and this is so interesting and every week it's only an hour or it's less than an hour, and it's free, and you can watch it whenever and wherever you want. It's yeah. it's really been this perfect storm that really has allowed allowed us to succeed in the way that we have. One of my favorite parts of the commercials that we we need to bring those commercials back. Those commercials are fantastic. Um, there's a very small group of people who put those together, um, and I, I won't name names because I don't think I'm supposed to, but. No, no. Uh, there are some very good talents that are putting those together. And, you know, some people say it's kind of strange when we got the uh, – we have the, the kids that, that are playing football and the concussion protocol sort of inf- the, the plays. Well, there's a reason that that's playing there. It's because we're being, you know, a responsible program and you're supposed to have a certain amount that you, you give to charity and for things that we think are passionate about, which we do have a very strict concussion protocol with our stuff uh, at the NWA. And I would not be surprised if in the coming weeks or coming months and especially in the coming years, you'll start seeing more legitimate advertisements. But we'll always hold on to those very, very fun ones that you're going to see with Austin Idol or, you know, the, the crowbars and waffles and whatnot. And that, it, they're all fantastic, and I think that, that now it's expected. If it was going to be a thing, like, ah, we'll try it and see how it goes. It's like, no, 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 no. That people find them just as great as as a lot of the matches and a lot of these great promos that we do. And so we, especially the the man, the most recent ones they had with the uh, with uh, the question mark. Oh, fantastic! And I mean, I think we just put a bunch of them up on on NWA's YouTube page. So if you want to go check those out, there they were uploaded either today or yesterday. Um, and we'll, oh, the question mark. Uh, we'll get to him. Sure. We'll get to. I have questions for about the question. <laughs> but um, I want to, based on what I've heard about your views on wrestling and, and who you were as a wrestler, 
and ju- just the, hearing you and seeing you, um, what and we can glaze over this or or not talk about it. But when you found out you were doing play by play with Cornette, mm-hmm. how did that go over with you? Well, I thought it was really cool to be honest with you, because you have to keep in mind this is before NWA Power. We did the two pay per views before then, uh, the 70th anniversary show and the and the Crockett Cup, which it was me, Ian Riccoboni of ROH, mm-hmm. and Cornette. And to be honest with you, that particular pay per view, I feel like I was I was the third wheel because Ian's so good. And he's been doing it for so long, and he was really commanding it. And when I go back, I kind of wish I could have edged myself in a little bit more. But at the end of the day, you know, if if Tom Brady's on the field, there's only room for one quarterback. You know what I mean? So, and it's fine. And then, but working with Jim Cornette, I mean, he's it's working with an encyclopedia of right. pro wrestling. Like that, that of wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And I. What popped up today? Um, some clip popped up from Georgia Championship Wrestling today, and it was just a promo with him. Uh, oh God, now I can't remember. He, it was about him not getting paid and the Midnight Express and all this other sort of stuff. And it's a four-minute promo where he does – he just never stops talking. And it's it's him in his prime as a manager, and he's got the tennis racket, and it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. And, that's, and he never let that go. And yes. it, it's – He's so good at what he does and, and being that character. Well, because that's what he is. I mean, right. even when you talk to him in the back or, you know, you, you talk to him over the phone, he, he is that guy. And that's what makes him so good is it's legit. You know, you can't fake being Jim Cornette. No. And so being able to sit next to him and learn from him and take notes from him, probably when he didn't think I was taking notes of things that he was saying – uh, I mean, he, he's a really special guy and, you know, what, I, with what happened and right. he had, you know, forced to quit and he made comments that a lot of people thought were very racist and that I don't believe he thought was racist, but at the same point, you know, after the fact, things were, didn't happen the way that they should have happened and he's, he's gone. I, I would say that it wouldn't surprise me if he ever were to come back to the NWA and it wouldn't surprise me if I'll cross paths with him down the road you know, sometime again. Uh, but, you know, I, I, there's a lot of people who, who hate Jim Cornette. Right. And and I think that there's a lot of people who rightfully hate Jim Cornette because he said some horrible things about people. Um, for instance, I'll give, I don't know his exact opinions on Jim Cornette, but a very good friend of mine is uh, the librarian Peter Avalon over on AEW. And I, I, you know, I love Peter. The only wrestling shirt I have that is my wrestling shirt, says Peter broke my heart. And it was based on a storyline where Peter did a heel turn at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. That just shows you how much we're connected. I still have quite a few of those shirts that didn't sell well, but that shows how much I I love Pete. And Jim Cornette has said some pretty terrible things about Peter Avalon being the librarian in that gimmick. And I don't agree with them at all. And I and, and there's several other things that I, you know I don't particularly agree with him with, but there are a lot of other parts where he has some great ideas, and I think what's a shame is a lot of the people out there that sort of jumped on the bandwagon to get rid of Cornette, they really didn't realize what an asset he was in the back, right. and how much he contributed to a lot of the things that people really like about NWA Power, especially on those first few episodes, because you know you have a format, and we have an idea. But it's still not a finished diamond. It's all being worked out. And 
these meetings that we had in the back, Jim was instrumental for a lot of the things that people really liked about the show and that we've continued using on forward. So, but, uh, but working with Jim, you know, as controversial as a figure he is, that's the whole point of Jim Cornette is his own existence is to be controversial. And so, you know, I, I learned a lot from him and I look forward to seeing him another day. And it, it wouldn't surprise me to work if I got to work with him again. It, it wouldn't surprise me either. And I thought, I thought you handled that, explained that well. Um, I, I'm in the same boat, I think, with you, with, with Cornette. His mind is, is phenomenal. And mm-hmm. you either hate him, you love him, you're going to agree with things he says or not. Um, and isn't that what you want out of wrestling? It's exactly what you, you want. Really, you want either the baby face or the heel. Yeah. And he, he, he plays both of those. Yeah. And in, in the society, in the position that he's in, he's not able to really do that. And I think that that makes things difficult for people who want to be a heel commentator. Um, You have to be used to walk. There there used to be a a, a wider road that you could walk, and now it's a razor's edge. And he's always going to go over the edge. And so I tell you right now, I wouldn't want to be a heel commentator right now because I'd be afraid. I would be afraid to say the wrong thing that would be interpreted wrong. Because you'd you'd be so into your character. Like like Cornette is so into his character that he may fall off of that razor edge line. I mean, Bobby, yeah, Bobby so Keenan could not be a, a, a heel announcer in this day and age. Yeah, you wouldn't last long. You wouldn't last long. And so, and that's why you kind of really don't really see it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I watched AEW. I can't, which one of them's the heel commentator? I don't, anyone's ours. I mean, kind of sometimes Corey Graves, depending on who's wrestling. Like it, it's, it, nobody's really doing it right now. And I think that there's a reason for it. Um, I forgot what I was. I was gonna go. I was gonna cornet, and then you said something that made me think of something else, and I, and now I forgot. It'll come back to me, or it won't come back to me. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So that's what it was. So it's not like the NWA has shied away from controversial, controversial people. I mean, they just uh, Big Papa Pump just debuted. Oh yeah. Ain't ain't, ain't nobody more dangerous with a live mic than him. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The next episode, when (laughs) he gets to cut that first promo at that podium with Dave Marquez. Oh, boy. Is it going to be? So look forward to that um, on episode, I guess it'll be 13. uh, Or no, 14. Episode 14. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, he's 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 definitely the 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 Papa Pump that you're used to seeing. You will see uh, at championship, or excuse me, at NWA Power, uh, and uh, it's great. And I mean, every, I I had some difficulty trying to keep it straight because <laughs> you know you, you when when Papa Pump's got the microphone, that's my opportunity to like kind of put my feet up and relax for a few minutes. Yeah, you better sit back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is gonna be a while. And boy, I, I was like the, the the Michael Jackson meme eating the popcorn. Like, uh, it, was, it, was, it was funny. And I think I had to mute my mic a couple of times because I was like audibly laughing at some stuff that he was saying. So, but yeah, it, it's one of those things. I mean, wrestling needs to have controversy. I feel uh, you need to be able to go ahead and have something to say. If you don't have something to say, then why would anybody care? You know. It, you, you can't be playing with kid gloves. I mean, we still need to have a show that's appropriate for all ages, but you, you need to have some controversy. Otherwise, you don't have a show. I mean, it goes for any show. I mean, whether you're going to watch uh, 
anything on Netflix, every, there's a controversy for everything. And you just need to be able to have that because it gives you interest in watching it. Yep, creates cash. Controversy exactly. Cash. Yep. Yeah, it, it's, it's television. We're making television. So that that's the way. To, I mean, the most controversial television you could argue would be broadcast news. And the things that I, my story today was about a, a a former city manager of a small town who, uh, when he before he was a city manager and he was a teacher at a high school, he had sexually assaulted two girls yeah. uh, for a period of days. And he went to jail and then he got out and he didn't get the full punishment that was the judge agreed to. And so that was my story today. And so if you're sitting at home with your eight-year-old on your lap and you're eating dinner at five o'clock, you're hearing me talk about this sexual assault case. And that's way worse than anything you would see on any professional wrestling program. I was like, just eat dinner at 6.05 and watch Power like I do. <laughs> it's a much better way. It's a much safer and cleaner environment for your kid. I'd much rather watch, you know, Thunder Rosa, you know, go toe-to-toe with ODB and these two women slug it out than to hear all these horrible things, you know, Iran and missiles oh, and sexual Lord. assaults. Do you know the next disease that's coming to kill you? And it's like, oh, man. So We have a it, recall on all this food. Exactly. <laughs> Something in your salad might be killing you. More on that at 11. It's like, I'm eating my salad now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, man, that's funny. (laughs) Will we see you and Nick Aldis sit down and go at it again? Because he he really does not like you, does he? Uh, You know, we we have an understanding. In a very professional relationship between the two of us, um, and we, I am not done with Nick Aldis. Uh, we will be sitting down, and I will be talking, and I'll be asking more of those big stack of questions. He did not answer nearly any of them. I don't think he answered any questions. He did not. He went on his own tangent, uh, uh, and uh, there's there's a lot to be said. And there's look, he's the champ. And, you know, he, he's the champ for a reason. He's been a champ, I think, with his two combined reigns, it's got to be 700 days at this point. And so that's more than two years. And I, there, there are some great talents out there that if they think if they had the opportunity, they could get a shot and, and maybe take the 10 pounds of gold away from him. But, you know, he's going to fight with everything that he's got. And uh, I'm going to keep talking to him and I'm going to keep uh, prying into strictly business to figure out exactly what business that is and to see what's going to be happening with uh, the upper echelon of NWA and the NWA power cast. So, yeah, there's going to be more instances where, where I'm going to be talking with Nick Aldis for sure. Good. Probably not Camille, but Nick oh. Aldis for sure. Oh, well, she, I mean, I feel like that's that's that that ship has sailed. Yeah, she can say. No. Again, words out of her. Um, no, it's it's that's. It's a lost cause. I've tried. I've tried, and I'll keep trying, but I'm I'm not making any promises at this point. Well, she's no longer in insurance policies. She's now part she's, of the team. So she's part of the team, and if part of that team's directive is to uh, not have any communication with me, 
then then that's that's the way it is. Uh, and I'll just have to talk to the people that are around her and, uh, you know, I'm, and I'll do that. And you'll probably see that in our next episode where I talk to some other members of Strictly Business to try to get to the bottom of some things. And uh, you'll see that in some upcoming episodes. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Because those were great. Um, all right. I'm just going to I'm going to hit you with a couple more and then I'm going to let you go. I know you're not feeling well. No, geez, it's almost all, already been an hour. Um, or I have the better I feel. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, do you do you train or want to train in karate? In karate? Oh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> karate? <laughs> um, no, I, I don't train in Mongrovian karate. I don't think I have the uh, iron will that it takes to learn that discipline or to become a third degree uh, black belt in, that, in the way that Aaron Stevens has. Uh, but in all honesty, I have, uh, within the past year, been really uh, dedicated in learning Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai. Uh, there's a great uh, school slash training center out here in San Antonio, Texas, uh, called Pinnacle. And uh, I started going to there just because it was like, I'm so sick of just going to the gym to work out and I want to do something fun. Right. And I, I'm one of those guys with like, once I've come, it, it, it was sort of the same way with pro wrestling. Once I went to that first class i was kind of hooked it's been that same way with bjj and muay thai um so aside from the fact that i've been horribly sick the last few weeks it's just been a mess you know with this whole holiday season with me um but that being said um tomorrow there's a bjj tournament that i could participate in i probably won't um but i'll be there to support my other uh the other people that are that, that train there and I'll probably shoot a lot of video for them and so that they can get that sort of stuff. So uh, it's been interesting the fact that I've never thought I'd be involved in mixed martial arts. And uh, but I really like it. And I think it's also helping me be a better commentator uh, because there are certain things that you learn doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu that a lot of our a lot of our wrestlers use uh, Thunder Rosa being one, Allison K being another. Um, they go and they they take a lot of those skills from cage fighting and bring them into the ring. And me going and training and being in that universe gives me a whole different lexicon and a way of communicating to where I can take that language and then put it into this, the squared circle dynamic for it. So I think that it's been really beneficial. I made a lot of good friends. Uh, I've only made like two people tap my entire <laughs> Brazilian jiu-jitsu career. And one time it was, and, and you know what? And one time I actually locked a guy in the million dollar dream. Oh, it was completely by accident. And I had him in there and I was like, oh shit, this is the million dollar dream. And he <laughs> tapped out and I was like, oh my God, I totally did that. And it was like, I'm like, I, I, maybe I should retire now. now the the it, one little tiny stripe I have on my belt. Is it, is it true that Ted DiBiase stole that move from Question Mark, the Million Dollar Dream? You know, I, <laughs> it, it wouldn't surprise me if that is part of the uh, lore that Aaron Stevens is telling people. Uh, because, you know, you, can't, I, you know I've, I've heard lots of things about uh, the Mongrove, what was it, the Mongrovian Clutch. Yeah, the Mongrovian uh, Clutch. I've heard lots of stories about that. I think a lot of them are not confirmed. I think the problem with Mongrovia in the state that it is in, I don't believe they have a uh, a, a, a thriving press and uh, library system there. So I don't know exactly how the history system is all set up in there. 
But uh, boy, the question mark is quite a patriot, you know, wearing that question mark on his head, which just happens to be the uh, the the center of the Grovey flag. It almost, if you think about it, it makes the question mark basically Captain America or Grovey. Uh, so that. maybe we should get him a giant shield that'll bounce off of things. Oh, don't don't say that, jeez. <laughs> I uh, I typed in Monrovia into my GPS. It, it didn't turn up. This big question mark in my phone. Yeah, you know, I don't think we're worthy enough to drive there. No. I think that's the problem, you know, and I, I, I'd go there, but I only fly southwest and, you know, they, they don't have any flights. I don't know what it is. Maybe I need to switch things up. Can't get you there. <laughs> um, oh, man. You know, you brought up Allison Kay and Thunder Rosa, and it, it just made me. Uh, think we, we didn't even discuss uh, NWA girl power. Oh, that's a sin. Right, I know. We need it's, to... a, it's a very it's a big sin. I I mean yeah. a huge sin. So uh you, you know you wanna I, touch on that? Oh I do. I, I you know our women's division is arguably one of the strongest parts of our show. And and I, I I hear it from a lot of places that they they appreciate what we're doing with the women on our show, and they feel bad about women on other shows. And you know, I feel like they they really deserve a, a spot to shine. And boy, they've decided to really take that spotlight. I mean, it's you could we could say, you know, the women's matches here, and this is the promo here. They're like, no, we want people to remember the Thunder Rosa match or the Marty Bell match or the AK forty seven match. They want they take a lot of ownership of that stuff and we have an amazing talented group of women uh and that's only going to grow i think it's really we've attracted i you haven't seen any stuff from the circle squared yet but we have had some circle squared stuff that we've already recorded and a lot of it is female talent and they are coming from thousands of miles away to be a part of the nwa power and uh, that is not hyperbole i mean they're they're traveling continents to get and be a part of this program. And so it's only going to get better, you know, girl power, you know, and, and these interviews that we're doing with these women and the way that these women are not only inspiring a lot of young women out there, but they're also raising money for charity. If you're taking a look at, you know, what Marty Bell and Allison Kay are doing up in Detroit and the money that they're raising uh, for, for a whole bunch of good causes out there. I mean, follow them on social media and they'll have all the details for everything there. And it, it's fantastic. And on top of that, I mean, I feel like, you know, you know, every once in a while I'll skim the dirt sheets. Uh, and I mean that with all, you know, due respect to all the folks that write on those. We have a lot of good friends that write on those particular program. And it's they love our women's division. And there's a reason for that. It's so good. And it's an absolute pleasure. I know these matches are going to be barn burners every time I get to sit out there and, you know, it immediately gets my attention. And uh, especially when we, we've just added in ODB and uh, the, the ladies that you're going to see coming. And when you really start to see, you know, when you finally get Molina going and beating up somebody one-on-one -on -one or something like that or trying to go after Allison Case title, it's going to be super exciting. I, I couldn't agree more. The women's division in NWA is great. I'm, I'm a father, three daughters. Two of these daughters um, are old enough. They watch wrestling. They're into it. They love characters. They like practicing the moves on the couch. So I, I'm so happy to, to have this to show them. Um, mm -hmm. As long as in other, also other promotions, you know, they do a good job. Some do, some right. don't, you know. 
But I, right. I really enjoy the fact that they can see a Thunder Rosa. They can see a C, uh, Allison Kay, you know, an ODB, a Malay, you know, all of them. So right. I, I would have been uh, – my daughter would have yelled at me if I didn't talk about – my daughter would definitely yelled at me if I didn't talk about Thunder Rosa because she wants to go as Thunder Rosa for Halloween. So uh, Oh, that's so cute. I'm going to have to tell her that. Uh, that's so cute. She's so pumped about that. Yeah. So strange that I actually, you know, it turns out, you know, I live in San Antonio, Texas, and that's where she's based out of, and she does a lot of the, you know, she actually trains at a competing Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym, which is actually fantastic where they go. Their whole setup there is fantastic, though, but, I mean, she's really taken the world by storm, and I think that this is just what, I mean, she's been on plenty of other promotions out there, let's not kid ourselves out there it's not like she debuted and all of a sudden she came out of nowhere here's thunder rosa it's like no 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 she's she's been around for a long time uh but i think all of that experience in all these different places has really super exploded and propelled her to this particular environment and that's why she's been able to just capture the hearts and minds of so many of the fans that are there and you know he's she sets up a merch table at you know at uh, at our tapings, and that stuff goes. Like she arrives with a full suitcase, and she has plenty of room when she flies back, and that just shows how much people love her. I mean, and she's hard not to love. I mean, just I, if anyone out there, you know, forget following me on social media. It's usually a lot of sad news, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as opposed to the bad news of Stu Bennett. But uh, if you're not following Thunder Rosa on Instagram and looking at her stories every day, you're missing out because she just to be able to see like her legitimate life and her family and her dog and all the places. And actually, right now she's in Japan. So, you know, all the fun that she's having, I think I was watching her story today and she's in Japan and she went to this sumo wrestling match and that was preceded by like this very elegant dinner with a bunch of Japanese businessmen and Thunder Rosa. so go ahead and follow her on on all the social media because it's fantastic i think she's uh thunder rosa 22 on twitter uh i don't know her instagram she has a youtube search thunder rosa you'll pop it up she's got the official check mark and all that sort of deal you'll find her she is uh she is great she actually i've actually uh i've dm'd her before i've talked to her um we're trying to set a date for her to be on here as well, but then she took off for Japan. But that's okay because she won a title, so it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh no. <laughs> spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, that, that ti- no, that title the, in Japan. Right. 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 Yeah, right. 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 So. Anyways, um, one last question, and then I'm going to hand you the mic, and then uh, you can put over whatever you want. You can plug whatever you want. Uh, but my final question for you, Joe, on this, uh, this has been a great interview. I, at least I have enjoyed myself. Um, do you know the Mongrovian National Anthem? No. No. Are, are there lyrics? <laughs> are, are there words to it? Uh, uh, there are in the beautiful tongue of Mongrovian, which is such an interesting dialect because, you know, we're so used to languages that are based in, in Latin and other romantic languages, your Spanish is your French and all this other sort of stuff. But Mongrovian is so ancient, it predates all of that. And uh, it, to hear it, I mean, it really warmed my heart to hear that Mongrovian national anthem. And, you know, it's one of those things as Americans, I feel like we don't really get to hear any other national anthems, you know, with the exception of maybe the Canadian one, if you're a hockey fan. 
and or it's you have to wait every two years for the olympics and things to go around and that starts things so i mean it was really a pleasure to hear the mongrovian national anthem and uh, you know i i don't know if it's on rosetta stone yet but uh <laughs> As soon as it is, I'll be paying that $180 a month or however much it is so that I can at least be fluent enough to talk uh, to the karate master. If not, you know, I'll just have to go through Aaron Stevens like I have been. No, that's, that's, uh, that's fun. It, it is, you know, and Aaron Stevens, you know, is wacky of a guy as you might think he is. I mean, the guy's legit and he can fight and he's entertaining and he's our national champion. Uh, excuse me. Third degree, third, third degree, degree. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, Joe, uh, this is usually at the end of, of these shows, I give the mic to my guests, and uh, you can put over whatever you want. You can you can plug whatever you want. You can let us know what's coming on, uh, what you got going. So well, let me, okay, so we're 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 broadcasting live on your thing right now, right? Is that is yeah. that what we're doing? Yeah. And well, if there are any folks that are are watching or listening or watching right now. Uh, you have less than four hours to still get oh, a right. heart. I got a link for that, that's too. Right. Well, please, please follow that link. It's uh, Or you could just go on Fight TV. I, I, every time I put the app on, it's the first thing that pops up. It's like a little pop-up ad. Uh, pre-order hard times at a reduced rate that ends at midnight. So you know you're going to want to get it anyways, especially if you are listening to this podcast. You're already invested. So save a few bucks. Pre-order it right now. I'd appreciate it. All the folks over at the NWA would appreciate it. As always, just tune in to NWA Power every Tuesday, 6.05 on YouTube. Just search, just search the National Wrestling Alliance or NWA. It'll, everything pops up. And uh, if you'd like to follow me on social media, I'm at Joe Galley News. So it's J-O-E. G-A-L-L-I-N-E-W-S. Uh, I've got a verified Facebook page, too, so you type in my name. It all pops up. And uh, just keep watching and enjoying what we have. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to hard times, and I know uh, all our fans are, too. Awesome. Well done, Joe. Thanks a lot uh, for being here. I hope you feel better, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Mahalo. Yeah, you too. I thought it was a great interview. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot, first of all, um, about Joe personally. He was very personable. I didn't know he uh, was in was wrestler wrestling. And uh, it, it was funny. It was he, he's like a Cornette would never like me because I was like a, a independent Joey Ryan. It was great. He handled himself extremely well. And he, he had a nice drink. We had a nice time at the bar. He did it. He did exactly. He was perfect. It was well You leave your spell.